Hello and welcome to Stolen Droids Podcast, episode number 102. I'm Schmitty. I'm Stark. I'm Zoner. And I'm Zook. And uh, I feel like this is the first time we've had a uh, show without technical difficulties or delays or anything. In a long oh, time. Oh, just cursed us. <laughs> that is kind of weird, isn't it? Difficulty, yeah. <laughs> Something's going to happen, we just know it now. Somebody knock on wood quick. Uh, hey, my my internet for the first time is working soundly. So uh, let's uh, let's count that as a, a so one. We better hurry and get to the sponsors before his <laughs> internet goes out. All right, you know, true. Our sponsors. Uh, special links to our sponsors: TrekRadio.net, CryptonRadio.com, OpenBookAudio.com, and Stitcher.com. Once again, Thank we are you. brought to you by uh, Squarespace.com as well. Uh, these are the guys in web design. You want a website? Go to these guys because their new website layout engine is heads and shoulders above anything else you will ever find. This is not the old web designers of yesteryear that made everything look really dinky. This is beyond designer. You would normally expect to pay huge amounts of money for websites designed as well as this. You can drag and drop whatever you want into your page, move it around, move it around on the fly. Uh, we can't build sites like this if we tried. We go to these guys. So go to squarespace.com, use the promo code SD3 for Stolen Droids 3, or just go to squarespace.com slash SD, get 10% off their already awesome prices. They will hook you up. That's squarespace.com. Um, so yeah, we're we're recording. This is awesome. We didn't have to download the installer or wait for the activation servers to hop online. We're just we're just recording and going. <laughs> Imagine that. Uh oh, I'm hearing the seething rage starting in the background already. Oh, it's there. It's there. Don't draw it. Not brought to you by EA. We'll get to that later course, in our talking. Neither point. is anything else. <laughs> Except rage and frustration and a lot of tears. Okay. Burn. Suppre- suppress those for now. <laughs> yeah, we'll save them to our talking point. Uh, into our headlines. Be happy place. <laughs> our week started off with a really interesting declaration from, of all places, the White House, where they made very, very public that the White House believes we should be able to unlock our cell phones. And this kind of came out of nowhere. I mean, I don't think anybody was expecting them to do this. Well, it was another one of those petitions at whitehouse.gov. It was a We the People petition. Remember when they wanted to make a Death Star and they hit 50,000 signatures? Mm -hmm. All they have to do is they have to respond. doesn't mean they're going to do anything. They just have to respond to it. Well, apparently enough people signed this saying, hey, we really think that our phones should be unlocked. And apparently the White House said, yeah, you should be. And now I they think po- they actually they actually sent out an executive order, didn't they? They they pointed out kind of yeah. some of the obvious things, but they pointed out that the cell phone should be paid for, meaning that it's no longer being subsidized by your carrier. Uh, what that means is a lot of times a cell phone is actually much more expensive than what people buy it for. They sign up for a two-year contract with their carrier, and as a result, they get the phone either free or half off or $200 off. depends on the phone. Well, what that means is that the carrier has agreed to take on half the cost of the phone, and in return, you stay with them for two years. What the White House is saying is, if you're still within that contract time, no, you shouldn't be able to unlock it, because technically, your carrier owns part of your phone. Mm-hmm. Which makes sense. But their point is, is that after that two-year period is up, after your contract is up, after the phone is paid for, yeah, you fully should be able to unlock your phone to whatever carrier it is techn- technologically compatible with. I thought this was really cool, actually. I don't know what's going to be used to uh, enforce that, but... Now, here's what I find interesting. Wasn't the wasn't the law that was passed? Didn't it basically say say this exact same thing that you you can unlock your phone unless it is subsidized? And so, just, so coming out with with a uh, a petition like this saying no, we want to unlock our phones. Um, it, we're not. The law isn't saying you you can't unlock your phones. It's just that if you don't own your phone, meaning if it's subsidized, then you can't lock it, unlock it. Am I the misunderstanding di- that? Or the difference is is that um, the DMCA, which strangely is what covers cell phone unlocking and jailbreaking, did specify that yes, you can still jailbreak, you can still root your phone, you cannot unlock your phone 
so long as it's under subsidy. However, that doesn't necessarily mean the carriers need to support it. The, the, let's say I'm, I'm on T-Mobile. Let's say T-Mobile goes, well, yeah, sure, you can do that, whatever you want. We're not going to help you. That's up to you, and we're not going to support it. What this is saying, the way the White House has worded it, is yes, you will support it. Because yes, this should be allowed and this should be done. So that I find really interesting. This is almost an enforcement of it. Yeah, I find it interesting because because I mean, if they're if they're saying yes, you should be able to unlock your phone even if it's a subsidized phone, um, and and the carrier still has to support it. I, that's like saying um, yes, if you own an Xbox, you can mod it, and Microsoft still has to support it if it blows up. It's kind of what it sounds like to me. That's actually that I think I think that's a good good comparison there. That is because yeah, I mean you are you're basically doing just that. You're modding your phone. Not quite. Make... Not quite. Um, oh, yeah, it's not a physical modification. You're right. No, but I mean, but, but but you are still modifying it from how your carrier intended you to to have it. Yeah. I think and not. There's a difference there. The difference is is that uh, if you're modding an Xbox, it's to circumvent certain things that Microsoft put in place, be it copy protection or DRM or, or whatever. Right? If you are unlocking your phone, you are not circumventing security features. You're basically breaking a monopoly. Now, if Microsoft, if you were to hack your Xbox to somehow play on the PlayStation Home Network that would be more comparable to what this is. Okay, yeah. I see your point. They're not unlocking and, and their phones no to... Are subsidized anyway, so yeah. it, well, okay. Actually, no. That's not true, remember? They did release Xboxes for much cheaper so long as you sign into a two-year agreement on Xbox Live. That was yeah, like a year ago. I don't <laughs> think anyone did it. <laughs> huh. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, I, well, I don't know, Zook. I, I think it's still. I, I think it's still. You're you're modifying it to have it be different from, from what, they intended. So on, on the plus side, um, government is trying to uh, get on the side of the consumer, and and that's a good thing. Uh, True. Whether or not, um, whether or not it's 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 good for everyone, is beside the point. But but just the fact that they're trying to get on our side is is really good and it's a good sign for for what they may do in the future too so so that's that's true that is the thing we should take away from it in fact i actually say it is uh, crucial for consumers to have this ability so uh next headline java vulnerability Again, another java, one java never has any vulnerabilities what are you talking about <laughs> I, Another one was found. We're not even going to go into it because it's Java. We know this now. But I really do want to go into something. Uh, Schmitty, yep. you, were, you were having problems with your phone, right? So what did you do? You modded it. Right. Right. And you put on... Cyanogen mod. How many people are on the Cyanogen team? Uh, one? Maybe, well, okay, there's, there's one guy that makes it, and I think there's maybe another dozen people that, that will make different flavors for different phones right it's pretty solid right yeah yeah in fact cyanogen is considered to be one of the most stable one of the most awesome operating system skins you can put on to android okay i used to use scott scott's clean roms which is only one granted these are android roms these are not the same as java but small teams working diligently on it were able to make them pretty bulletproof Right? Am, am, am I making? Am I going the wrong way on that, or is everyone kind of agreeing? Uh, yeah. Well, I don't. The question on on the fact that it's bulletproof or not, I I can't confirm that. Um, but because it's not it's not a, a it's not a global product like Java is, and so it's really hard to. to yeah, say but Java that. has more than one person working on it too. That is true too. Yeah, <laughs> I would certainly hope so. Why as, haven't as, they just come out with Java eight yet? Surely they know what the problem is by now. They know what where they did the coding wrong to allow so many vulnerabilities. How is it they have not just bucked up and moved on yet? 
what does it take is it, to it, start a new 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 version? I mean, do you, do you have to start from scratch? Is there is there like so much that you have to like make new that's different from the previous version? What makes it a point eight or, or eight point oh? Um, that's a good question. Most most software uh, version numbers go off of uh, it. If you have a major release, basically uh, where you're going like version 1 to 2 or 2 to 3, it's usually a, a major change in the code base where they're either uh, switching up the framework they're using or or they're, they're changing around the methods of, of the way data is moved around. Um, but in every case, it's different. And in, in Java's case, in Oracle's case, uh, I don't I don't think they've made that public, but... Uh, It'd have to be a major change in order to to denote a new version number. So, so it's more than just marketing, then. I think some of it might be marketing, but uh, for the most part, yeah, it's it's just, it's a lot of a lot of new code. And I would almost just go back to version six, start a new scrap branch, seven altogether. Yeah, yeah, scrap seven, go back to six, start a new production branch, and just lop off seven, pretend it never existed. I would agree, and I'm wondering if they are thinking about that, and they just haven't announced it yet. I mean, I, I, you'd think they'd want to announce something quickly just to make some, some uh, to stop the the publicity beat up they're getting going through right now. I, I look at it this much the same way as Windows Emmy. Okay, this is the old you know uh, punching bag of the tech world. But when they came out with XP, they didn't retool Emmy. They wrote it off as a lost evolution. They went back to NT4. Yeah, they went back to NT4 and created a new branch off of NT4, NT5, which was XP. Mm -hmm. And they just completely absolved the rest of the the production, the rest of the development to the 9x kernel. Why can't they do that here? I don't understand what's so difficult about it. And since I know for a fact they have more than one person working there, (laughs) by now, shouldn't something have been put out? That's yeah, that's conceivable. They they probably could do that. And I, um, just thinking like a developer, the w- one of the reasons I can think of why they wouldn't is because one of maybe a couple of the features that they have that that made it version seven, maybe those are the features that that they want to keep. But on the other side, those are probably the features that also have those security vulnerabilities. So yeah, getting getting hacked is not a feature. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, it is if you're it is if you're a software developer, Sony, um, uh, <laughs> Java, Oracle, you know. Yeah, they you're really not are cool sh- until you've had major security vulnerabilities, Duke. Don't you know that? I think Sony's cool. What? <laughs> this is true. They are becoming you, our ne- our new Sony. That's that's how you know you've made it. Sony, we love you. I want to test the PS4. Either that or Rudolph parodies you, so... Yeah, another way to know you've made it, that the European Union slaps you with a fine. Ha 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 We will get those evil people from Washington. Oh, we've talked Again. about this... Yeah, we've been talking about this months past. Microsoft, years and years and years ago, got hit with an antitrust lawsuit by the European Union for bundling Internet Explorer with the operating system. Which makes no sense because well, I'll get into why it makes no sense. But Microsoft entered a plea with them and said, "Okay, we'll make this deal. With every copy of Windows that ships to the European Union, when you're installing Windows, it'll give you the option which browser you want to install." And they said, "Okay, that's fine." Well, there was a period of time when Windows 7 Service Pack 1 was shipping without that option enabled. They forgot. Uh, European Union found it after like a year and a half. They finally found it, and they're now slapping them with a $731 million fine. Now, here's why this doesn't make any sense. On one hand, you could say, what do you use Internet Explorer for anyway? To download Chrome. It's not that Microsoft is blocking other browsers. It's that it simply became it came com- bundled with its own. So does OS X. So does Ubuntu. So does every operating system in history. I think Chrome OS comes with its own browser too. 
Chrome OS is its own browser. <laughs> I know there was a joke embedded in there somewhere. <laughs> but on that note, Android comes with its own browser. Okay, every operating system, every GUI-based operating system since 1992 has a browser on it. Every single one. And before it was a web-based browser or a web browser, it was hyper-terminal. And before that, it was terminal. Every single one comes with it. Now, here's why this lawsuit, the very basis of which was back in the 90s, makes no sense. People are like, well, it's just a free bit of software. Actually, it's not. You are paying for your Windows Internet Explorer license when you pay for Windows. You're also paying for Paint and Minesweeper and Notepad and all these other things that come with the operating system. You may not like it, you may not keep it, you may get a third-party app, that's fine, okay? But part of the license that you're buying when you buy Windows are the license to run all this other software. So really, what the European Union was getting on Microsoft's case for was, hey, these people bought this product and you gave them this product, how dare you? Dun, dun, dun. Seriously, that's what that, it comes that, down to. That, that makes no sense. I mean, if you pay some for something, you should be able to use it. And, and I know most people don't think of that. Hey, I didn't buy Internet Explorer. Who would buy that? Yeah, you're, you're, you're right. But in truth, you did. The money you paid for Windows went to Internet Explorer, too. You don't have to use it. They're not forcing you. Again, they aren't forcing you. They're not blocking other browsers from working. But you paid for it, so they're going to give it to you. Yeah. Your logic just gave me a headache. <laughs> well, it's so sound. It's so sound and so simple, yet the fact that people can't comprehend such simple facts makes me cry for America and Europe. But I'm case. tired. Yeah, I am a little tired. Shut up and let me cigarette. Um, what's funny is that they've never come against Apple with this antitrust. It comes bundled with Safari. Yeah. So, I know we've talked a lot about this in the past, but why does the EU despise Microsoft so much? And why do they feel that it's their duty to just rake them over the coals at every opportunity? I think it has something to do with with the market share. Um, if if Safari uh, had um, had the rung up on the market share, then the EU would probably be attacking Apple instead of Microsoft. I think it all comes down to popularity and. Uh, but didn't we already games. talk about in the past? There was a, there, there was a, we had an article in a past show about how Microsoft pointed to the market share and said we're not even the, we're not even the top browser anymore. Yeah. yeah. But they, they had been. And uh, remember, the, this whole thing with the EU versus Microsoft started back in the 90s. And I think maybe it's just out of habit, but that's how it started. So, I'll... You know, you're probably right. Back then, do, there weren't any other that, options. Well, over in, in Europe, they, they're a lot more socialist than we are here, where, you know... Everything's got to be more fair. Everything. Do you think that that plays into it some? Um, no, no, I don't. I, I don't think that does actually. Um, we're all about free market over here, and may the best company win, even if it's not the best one. May the strongest one win. Uh, and they are all about. You have to understand. This is kind of a mindset we can't understand here in America. In Europe, everyone is so close together. And while that's true here in America, too, it's not just that people are close together. It's that cultures are shoved together. So everyone has to get along or else wars break out. I'm not being facetious either. I'm not being I'm not speaking with hyperbole. It's it's happened. And if everyone doesn't make compromises and if everyone isn't super nice and if everyone isn't at least in some way accommodating of their neighbors this is how incidents start. Now, obviously, it's not going to happen from a browser on an operating system, but I think just that mentality <laughs> has been so ingrained on them that I think, I think they're so used to that that it has to be that way across the board. Begun the browser's wars have. <laughs> <laughs> 
uh, begun nothing. Chrome's taken it. Uh, we got to move on. We've we've only gone through three headlines here. We're twenty minutes in. Um, another Microsoft thing here, and actually, gay Microsoft. Originally, they had announced that they were going to uh, limit Office twenty thirteen. Uh, licenses, when you installed it, it would take a snapshot of your machine and link that installation to that machine. And you could not transfer it. Office, of course, is, uh, well, everyone knows what Office is, but Office is actually their main moneymaker. It's not Windows, it's Office. Office and Server Exchange. And so Microsoft didn't want to lose money because it's the most pirated software they have. Uh, the outcry was pretty severe about that, and they have rescinded their statement. They will allow you to transfer your license uh, if your machine dies, or if you have to re-image it, or if you buy a new one. They will let you transfer your license. However, that will obviously invalidate the license on the previous installation, which makes sense. Uh, um, duh. <laughs> well, it didn't used to. You could install it up to a certain amount of times before that license key just stopped working. So you'd have 25 different computers with the same copy of Office or and Windows installed on it. You know, I, I've actually gone through a lot of issues with this, with Office, because I purchased a copy of 2007 and a copy of 2010. And the licenses on those actually expired when when I updated upgraded my system from Windows um, seven to Windows eight, I tried to load my copy of Office twenty ten on, and it told me that my product key was bad. I had to call Microsoft, and they're oh yeah, your product keys expire. Wow, which that's garbage. How how can you do that? I mean, that's not cheap software. No, no, and to uh, have it expire. Unfortunately, and we're going to get into this in our talking point, we have to leave room for our talking point, but unfortunately, copy protection, licensing, DRM, something needs to be done, especially for such a pirated piece of software. I don't think there's ever going to be a perfect solution for it, though. And it seems like Microsoft is hitting every single possible solution to see which one sticks. On to BlackBerry news. This isn't news. Everyone knew this was going to happen. Uh, half the German government oh, sorry, the German government has ordered s- cell phones for all of its people it, it always does this, every corporation, every government does this, however half the order is now going to Samsung Samsung released their safe technology or what they call Samsung for Enterprise, uh, I know we use it at my work now actually uh, and that allows uh, hardware level encryption on Android devices which was not previously supported so now no one has any reason to use BlackBerry anymore. Well, the good all. news for BlackBerry, though, is that they did order 5,000 new Z10s. Ooh, 5,000. Um, yeah, but but then the rest of their order was a bunch of S3s. That, that's, that's almost... <laughs> 5,000 is almost a school district. Wow. Almost. So, yeah, BlackBerry... They they they're like a roach, man. They just won't die. Well, it'll starve out for twenty days or so. Um, Twitter. Speaking of a starving ecosystem, which is not something I would have used to describe Twitter normally, but Twitter has decided to kill off TweetDeck. TweetDeck, of course, is the company they bought for like twenty million dollars last year. I love it. I use it. I've used it on all my mobile phones, um, my browser, my tablets. <laughs> not anymore. <laughs> It's gone now. It's still working at the moment. My my Chrome OS version is. My see, mine stopped working earlier today. I had to go get Hootsuite. Yeah, it's um, and and wasn't your Hootsuite having problems connecting? It was, but it's all situated now. I don't know. Twitter must have just been having issues, or Hootsuite was having issues. One of the two. Twitter is going further and further, making things harder and harder for third-party developers to connect into it. And in the meantime, going on and on about how they are going to be improving their own web interface. And it's really kind of interesting as to why they would want to do that. I, I really don't understand it. We talked last week about how they were giving developers all sorts of stress well, with, um, with the Falcon Pro debacle. And now they're giving users all sorts of stress by getting rid I mean 
TweetDeck, it, it may not be your favorite way to view Twitter, but it's a really, really good way to view Twitter. It's one of the best best ways out there. The problem is, is that Twitter is the largest, most used ecosystem that makes no money. If you think about it, why on earth would you make money on Twitter? You use Twitter to make money for yourself. Twitter doesn't make money off your tweets. That's why for a while there, they were talking about serving up ads through Twitter, and people hated that. Then the uh, mobile Twitter uh, app for both iOS and Android started having the ad bar. If you guys remember that? Yeah. Yep. People despised that. They went nuts. Well, the problem is that Twitter needs to make money somehow, and it can't be doing it if it's simply being used as... Uh, if other people are using their clients to connect into it. The problem is that Twitter is not just the client, it's also the ecosystem. And by that I mean, for instance, you can make money selling Outlook, right? You can make money off ads from Outlook.com or Gmail or Yahoo, but you can't make money off of email because email is the underlying communication system. It's the transport system. Twitter wasn't originally meant to be the transport system, but it's turned into that. You use Twitter on your phone. You're not using Twitter.com, but you're using Twitter to tweet. And the guys at Twitter don't like it. Because they can't capitalize on it. Well, I've gotten plenty of pop or plenty of, of, of messages that says this is a sponsored tweet. When I use their web interface, I'm like, yeah, click. Close that. Yep. Well, congratulations. You're killing Twitter. Who's trying to kill us? Um, speaking of one company killing another, Google is still gunning for Amazon. No big surprise there, but kind of interesting how they're planning to do it. They're going to try and do same-day shipping. Oh, they've developed the transporter technology, finally. I wish. No, um... So Google has their own express checkout, right? The Google Shopping. I've never used it, so I'm going to sound very uneducated about this because I have never, ever seen it in action. Has anyone else? No. No, I've, I've never used it, no. I think that Go- says uh, something Go- else. Google Play, uh, when, when buying a movie or a TV show, I use Checkout Express, I believe. It, it used my Google Wallet, at least, so... I'm not sure if that's the same thing. So. Yeah, and this is a really interesting thing. And in any case, they're trying to offer same-day shipping. I don't know how that's going to work because, again, even even the Google fanboy of our panel has never used this Google product. <laughs> so, I guess we'll see. It, um, it should be interesting. I, I I think it's good though because you know Amazon's going to have to step up their game if they start getting serious competition. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, which is they, well. I know be, someone who's not giving Amazon any competition. That's Barnes and Noble. <laughs> Took them two months to get something to order to me, and then Amazon got it to me like in a week. It's like, huh? I wonder why they're winning. <laughs> I can um, tell you, if if, uh, if Google starts seriously competing with Amazon, I might buy more on Google than than on Amazon. So, and Google's going to have to split up here soon. It's just going to have to. Uh, if only for their own benefit, because at some point, someone high up is going to raise an eyebrow and go, wait a minute, we used to give Microsoft a lot of crap because they had this trust thing going on with computers. What are we going to do with Google, who has the trust thing on where our money is, where we spend our money, what gets advertised to us to spend our money on, who has all of our data, all of our emails, all of our cell phones? You know, at some point, someone up there is going to start raising an eyebrow. It's um, well, it's already happening. People are looking at Google, thinking it kind of looks like they're aiming for world domination <laughs> in all the markets they're trying to in, not infiltrate, but in all the markets they're dipping their hands into. If they get a stranglehold on all those markets, the internet will be Google. Yeah. <laughs> no well, and about that. I, I think I wrote a little joke piece a long time ago on StolenDroids.com before the podcast was even around that Skynet exists. It's called Google. <laughs> yeah. Um, from the, oh my goodness, this isn't really happening department, uh, we've been talking about uh, patent trolls for a while and copyright trolls. We've never actually given you their names. Well, one of the names is called Prenda Law. 
It's a law firm that's been going after a lot of these copyright issues, and they are trolls. They buy a little something, and they then find it everywhere it exists and sue everyone silly. Well, a couple of websites have popped up, uh, dietrolldie.com and fightcopyrighttrolls.com. And they have been speaking out against copyright trolls and, to a lesser degree, patent trolls as well. So what happens? Well, what happen, What do you think happens when you speak out against a sue-happy lawyer? Huh, they sue see, you. I think, I think we've seen this before in the past. Didn't the oatmeal get sued a lot? Yeah. <laughs> when you speak out against a sue-happy lawyer, you get sued. They are trying to... Uh, uh, let's see if I can. They want to. Oh, geez, I just lost it. They want to get damages, and I forgot how much it is. They also want to have a court order put in place that prevents anyone from speaking negatively about them again. Because that's worked so well for all the other people who've wanted to have stuff on the internet about them taken off. Which is like. A, Maybe these lawyers aren't really familiar with how the law works. I don't know. Because I'm not a lawyer. I haven't gone to law school, but I'm pretty sure you can't do that. Defamation, yes. You can, um, if you get defamation put uh, in your favor, you can say this person owes me money or damages. But you can't necessarily sue to censor someone, can you? You can try, and, and and that can be used as a bludgeon to, to beat somebody with. It doesn't mean you're going to win or you're going to do anything, but it's just one more way that people can try to just sue you just to get you to shut up about something. Mm-hmm. So nothing's going to stop them from trying to sue you, and this is a, this is a clear-cut case of it right here. Yep. Is, um, is Charles Carey on the <laughs> a, a lawyer at, at one of these? I'm just curious. No, but he has been writing free-form poetry for them. (laughs) (laughs) And drawing himself riding an eagle bareback. That guy's awesome. He's my hero. Uh, um, Speaking of different trolls, there have been false DMCA takedown notices sent to different photographers. Uh, So much so... I'm the one who posted this, so I'll go, I'll go, let me go ahead and talk about this one real quick. Essentially, what happened was is a photographer um, was driving past some uh, government property, government land. It was, it, was, it was a state park, basically. And the reason that this is a state park is because of the fact that it's got a lot of good open country that looks beautiful. And he's like, you know what? These would be perfect for some shots that I'd love to make. He drags some models out there, has them line up against the rocks, against the background, all sorts of other stuff, takes some really nice photos, and and starts uploading them to the internet. Well, he gets an email from... It's from an environmental group saying, oh, well... You didn't you didn't follow the proper procedure to um, take the photographs on the on the, on these state park lands, and because you didn't follow the proper procedure and get the proper state forms, you can get sued over this. So you might want to go ahead and take those down, but they put them in the form so it looked just like a, a, a takedown notice. Well, somebody finally said, you know what? I should call the state on this and see what happens. Well, the state said, well, one, we don't use a Gmail address. And two, uh, yeah, you do need to have the proper forms, but this is how it's going to look when we properly serve you. So someone has basically been making fake uh, takedown notices and then sending them out for their own nefarious purposes. And raise your hand if you saw this one coming from a mile away. (laughs) Yeah. My hand is raised. The whole (laughs) copyright issue when it comes to online rights, it's... It's crazy, and unfortunately, there's still so much fear about it. And it's actually not very well documented. If you get a DMC takedown notice, this is what you get. This is what it looks like. This is what you do. People don't know. We don't know. You know, we talk about it. We've talked about it nearly every week since we've launched this podcast almost two years ago. We don't know what it looks like. It's 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 kind of this weird voodoo magic thing. But uh, yeah, if you're a photographer and you get this notice, challenge them on it. If you challenge them on it, they'll take they'll back off. If, if you're any type of content provider, 
um, and get a DMCA takedown notice. Challenge it. <laughs> Challenge it like crazy. Um, into hilarious photography news. So a news article came out saying, is this the Galaxy S4? We have leaked images. This is this is it. This is what it looks like. And I remember seeing this when it first came out. I'm looking at it going, there's no way that's the Galaxy S4. No way. Because yeah, it looks too. like an iPhone. Yeah, I say it looks it looks Apple-ish. And it looks, it's missing all physical buttons. <laughs> it, yeah, it has no detail. It's just a white slab. It looks just like a white iPhone 5, uh, except bigger. And it has come out today that uh, yeah, it's it's fake. It wasn't even meant to be fake. It's a placeholder for when they do get the image. What I do think is interesting, though, is that the day that we are recording right now, the very first cell phone was sold 30 years to go today. Oh, wow. wow. Happy the, birthday, the, cell phones. Uh, yeah. Both pound brick. <laughs> yeah, those, those bricks you can beat people with and then build a wall. <laughs> came those with things are like 14 inches tall, man. Yeah. They, they came with that battery they had to hold like a briefcase and then <laughs> yeah yeah um, but it's it's quite funny because um, EV leaks which is supposedly the most reliable source of leaked uh, photographs for Android devices stole this image from a design team who just mocked it up together as on their own they just put it together as their own it's not a photo it's just a placeholder image meant for when they actually do get a picture EV leaks took the photo, threw their own watermark on it, claimed it was an actual photo, and claimed a victory in terms of getting the picture. So I guess the they're race, not so reliable now. The yeah. race to scoop other people is such a big draw that it's burned so many people so many times. I mean, how many times have we heard about somebody being dead or, or whatever it is and stuff like that because they wanted to be the first person to say it? Uh, just back off, people. Yeah. <laughs> well, sometimes you get really excited at the prospect that somebody may have actually finally died. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> into the well, <laughs> into the Sausage. other department of well, duh, a woman had sued Google because if you started to type her name the instant search results started pulling up an ad for Levitra, the male erectile dysfunction pill. Well, so she sued Google, because why not, right? Chicago, which is where the woman lives and, and filed suit, ruled that Google is not the internet. <laughs> Who knew? <laughs> and that you can't hold a search, uh, search engine responsible for what the internet might have associated with your name. Because, as we have been saying for a long time, Google is not the internet. <laughs> I'm at least happy that a judge was able to identify that, because evidently the entire movie and music industry have not yet figured it out. No, they haven't. So. That's, that's hilarious, though. I, I, want, <laughs> I wonder if I'm associated with anything awesome. <laughs> well, besides being oh, myself. Gosh. Um, nope. I'm associated with myself. Yeah, when 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 you when you when you when you do a Google search on yourself, it's called an ego surf. Really? Yep. I was unaware of that. I'm seeing some bullfrog comments here. Uh, unfortunately, I've had a web presence since the late '90s. Uh, everywhere you put my name in, it's me. Well. Zoom yeah, some, same here. Then, you know, some of our other names. <laughs> and now it's mostly about stolen droids. My autocorrect is Schmitty Always Sunny. <laughs> is that really? Yeah, type in Schmitty. <laughs> Schmitty Always Sunny. Schmitty all There's a show title. <laughs> Schmitty SpongeBob. Hold on. <laughs> no, oh, this is Patrick. I, I love your uh, your names on the Urban Dictionary. Schmitty's <laughs> Tiki Bar Ozarks. Anyway, we got to move into our talking point. <laughs> if you could, um, before we do, though, we should point out that we are also brought to you by our friends over at Gunner Optics. That's at Gunners.com. I realized, like, for weeks I was saying Gunner.com. It's not. Gunners with an S. G-U-N-N-A-R-S. 
these guys make those wonderful computer optics, the eyewear. Um, one thing I have found since I've started wearing contacts is that my eyes have been drying out a lot faster in front of the computer and while playing video games. Gunners help focus your eyes for a computer screen that's much closer than what you're normally used to focusing on. Helps block the harsh blue light and it helps your eyes from losing moisture and drying out your eyes, especially nice if you have contacts. Uh, you can check them out at gunners.com, again with an S. Use the promo code STOLENDROIDS, all one word, and you get 10% off and you get free shipping on anything over $99. So definitely nice, worth checking out. And as I might point out, if you use the promo code on a $99 op item, you still get 10% off and you still get the free shipping. I just found that out today. Nice. Very nice. That That is very nice. Um, also, we would normally throw it over to Squishy right now for him to tell you what's coming up on the Scam Show podcast, Squishy's Comics and Movies. However, just today, uh, Dr. Squishy and Mrs. Squishy uh, introduced a new baby Squishy to the world. So he so is we'll at the hospital. So we'll let it slide this time. <laughs> Next week. <laughs> no, he should understand. Yeah. How squishy is that baby? I'm just curious. Uh, it's an 11-pound squishy. It's pretty squishy. Oh, wow. Yeah. Holy uh, but, crap, 11 pounds. Wow. Uh, baby and well mama done. are doing great. Congratulations to them. Uh, I've seen pictures cute as a button. I just want to cuddle it through the through the computer screen, but I'm like that with babies. So congrats to them. Uh, send them feedback. Send them a congrats. Squishy at StolenDroids.com. I'm sure you'd love to hear it. Uh, our talking point this week becomes uh, comes to us from SimCity, if you didn't catch that from our joking at the beginning of the episode. Or lack thereof. <laughs> we have been... <laughs> True. Um, we have been desperately waiting for SimCity for 10 years. This new version of SimCity was touted as the most anticipated game of 2013. People were going out of their minds waiting for this. You'd think maybe EA, who makes the game, or at least distributes it, would know that it's going to be popular. Nah. So what? So what do they do? They screw up the launch. And we don't just mean a little bit. And everything from DRM to server capabilities well, to download. We, we knew that there were going to be issues when they came out and said, in fact, um, let me get, grab my copy here that I pre-ordered. Um, right on the package it says, persistent internet connection required to play. You know, that's DRM. We figured, okay, not a big deal. It sucks, but yeah, you got to have a connection however what what they what they don't tell you is you have to have an internet connection so that you can get on a queue to wait for a spot on a server to open up all your games are saved on the servers if you change servers you have to start over from the tutorial that forces it upon itself upon you it's just so so there's no local play whatsoever right and it actually None goes one all. step further because a lot of times when a game like this launches, people who pre-ordered, such as Zoner, would have the ability to pre-install the game, and it simply wouldn't allow him to play it until the game launched, right? We've seen that before. Yeah. Not this one. This one made everyone wait until the minute it opened to even download the installer, which, of course, the servers crashed and wouldn't give you the installer. Then if you were lucky and you got the installer, it then wanted to install two and a half gigs of data. But it wouldn't give it to you because everyone else was trying to get it at once. Then if you did get it installed, it tried to authenticate the DRM against EA servers, but it couldn't because the servers were crashed. Once you finally got into it, what it hadn't told you, and we only learned this today because of another video, another review, once you choose a server, you can't choose another one. If you do, like Zoner said, you lose everything. So if you're on one server and your friend's on another... You can't play together. It's like, it's like shards in World of Warcraft. Now, maybe down the line they'll allow you to migrate for a small money transaction, perhaps? I don't know. But the cherry on all this icing is the fact that randomly it may crash. And if it crashes, the server did not save your city. 
you get to relaunch the client, wait a half hour to get back in on the server to find your city is gone. Oops. <laughs> game companies, let me just tell you this personally. I buy a game to play it on my computer on my own time. If I have to be constantly connected to you, no, I'm not going to play your game. What kills me is the fact that they knew this was going to be popular. They knew it. It's like when Diablo 3 launched. You guys remember that? Error 39? Yep. yep. Uh, yeah. Diablo is a little known game. Hardly anybody knew about that. Yeah. <laughs> when you make a game online only, even the single player stuff, it's going to screw up. It just is. Yeah. Well, that you is know, a I guaranteed... Can... Yeah. Having actually seen the game, I haven't played it for more than five minutes. I've had it in my home for more than 24 hours. And I have not played for more than a few minutes because of all these constant issues that they have. But I can understand why they implemented the the um, online aspect of it. Because you can create a region and you build your city. And then your buddy can come on and build a city next to you in your region. And strangers can come on if you set it up that way and so there is a multiplayer aspect to it yeah but it's completely unnecessary you don't need it if you just want to play by yourself you don't need all the hassle that they're forcing down our throat and this is the exact reason why piracy exists well hey you know what you know what else is multiplayer minecraft i don't see these kind of problems happening there no have it have it have it be an option of multiplayer yeah. Well, once again, I difference. play a game on my own schedule. This, I, I have tried to play a lot of MMORPGs, and, and, and eventually I've, I've stopped playing each one, mostly because of the fact that I get to a certain point of where I cannot play the game without playing with other people. And yeah, it, it is a it is a it is a, a buddy building system where you basically say, "Hey, let's let's meet together, date theory. We'll go ahead and go and play." But there's lots of times I suddenly don't know when I'm going to be able to play. Hey, I suddenly found myself with an hour free. Let's go ahead and play a game. I, I don't and know. I if this is quite the same issue because in this case, well, it's like the multiplayer is there, but really the reason they want you online is for the DRM, and they don't care what time you log in. Well, well yeah. He has a point, though. You you're still dependent on them having their servers up. Yeah. Um. And it, what, there's what there's a bit of dependency if, there. That what if yeah your your internet connection goes down or. Or, you know, I like older games. I've I've got games from 1999 that I am still playing just because of the fact that I still enjoy the story. I still enjoy three. the play. <laughs> no, it's uh, it's no one. Is that, forever. Is that is and, that all your computer can run? No. <laughs> he upgraded from the rock, remember? remember I got rock oh, yeah, that's here. right. I got rock 2.0 here. But basically, Sweet. in fact, it's, it's, it's a 64-bit rock 2.0. I can't even play my original doll. If I got to go, bu- go buy the Game of the Year edition, um, it's going to cost me five bucks. But basically, <laughs> the thing is, is if I want to play Tron 2.0, if I want to play these other games, basically, I can still play them now. There are still pe- there are still people I, I talk to, and they say, yeah, I still love playing Star Trek Voyager Elite Force, or I still love playing you know Civilization 4 or 3 or whatever it is. What happens... 10 years from now when they chop these servers down and you if you love the game and you want to keep playing it what 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 are you going to do yeah, yeah. well we, we've you, talked about that in the past you're not going to play it is what's going to happen you're mm-hmm. going to buy their new version of course because there's no but, way it's going to take another or, 10 or years I'm just not, or I'm just not going to buy this version at all here's what kills but me it, they've tried this before with other games EA, Blizzard, other people have tried it. And you know what's going to happen? In two weeks, maybe a month, a pirated version is going to come out. It's going to work perfectly. It's not going to have these bugs. And it's like, okay, so I bought the game just so I can go and get... I I did this with Far Cry. Many people did this with Far Cry. Because Far Cry, as awesome as a game as it was, people would want to play it on LAN parties. And so they would install it to their hard drive... But there was a stupid DRM patch on there that made you have the disc in your in your CD-ROM drive, and it would read from it even if it didn't need to, which slowed the game performance down. Yeah. So the, they so pirates pirates went out and hacked it and put a no CD patch in there, and it's like the pirated one works better than the original. That's bad. 
I, I don't think this is gonna be. I don't think this is gonna be that easy because this online thing is more than just DRM. This is this is pretty pretty close to uh, pure anti piracy as as we can probably get because nope, in order nope. to pirate this, in order to crack this, you would have to completely simulate their end of the server. Pirate and servers. Since we don't have that their server software. We don't know how to crack it. We don't know how to to simulate that. Well, pirate all you got to do to simulate it is just get a server that crashes every twenty three seconds. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you need to simulate an EA <laughs> server right now. Just to log back on. <laughs> if, then you tell, back square one. <laughs> if you can't tell, Zoner's rage towards EA has actually just eclipsed his rage against Lucas. Well, you know, I, I'm just really happy that I dropped. 70 bucks on this collector's edition that doesn't work at all. So, I mean, it's yeah. it's money well spent, I think. It makes a decorative doorstop. Uh, I'll, I'll tell, I'll, what about I'll tell you. No. My wife was not aware of all these restrictions they were going to have, and I don't think, it, to be fair, I don't think everybody was aware. Real, I mean, we knew the online only thing, but we didn't know all the other craps that they were going to do to us. And so I don't think anybody was really aware. And my wife is furious. She actually tried to get me to return the game. And EA being the awesome customer service company that they are, is actually threatening to ban people who demand refunds. Really? Um, oh, yeah. It's it's bad. Wow. Way to stay classy there, EA. Wait. They yeah. went to... I'm confused. People say, I don't want to play your game anymore. And so they're threatening. Well, if you don't want you, if you don't want to play our game anymore, we're not going to let you play our game. Well, it's it's not just it, they're they're talking a complete origin ban, not just no SimCity. Oh, yeah, they're, they're gonna they're gonna ban people's accounts. So I mean that that's a really good way to to win friends and influence people. How are they still around? I have no I, clue. I, and I'm not trying to just be dramatic. I mean that. How are they still around? Maybe like Rim, they made a pack with the devil. Well, no. <laughs> okay, EA has had one huge business strategy that netted them a lot of money. Released the same sports game year after year after year with a different cover. Update the year numbers and years. just change the rosters. Yeah. Yep. And people are stupid enough to buy it. That $70 football game you bought last year, you just bought it again, only because the rosters changed. Normally, other ethical companies would just simply give you a DLC, and you could update it that way. They didn't, and it made them a whole grundle of money. And I think they're just coasting on that now. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think so. But yeah... um, I actually posted a screenshot of a chat window um, between a customer and EA or Origin, one of the two. I'm not sure exactly who, but um, I wonder if he had a five-hour wait time to speak with them like I did yesterday. (laughs) Um, 300-minute wait time is not acceptable in any industry. I don't care who. But yeah, this guy basically says, look, if you're not going to give me my money back, I'll just contact my credit card company and they say if you do that we'll just ban you so I mean it's this this has turned into a complete debacle for EA this has turned into a cluster and, yeah. Uh, yeah I was, I was about to say actually, yeah we call that a, we call that a Charlie that, Foxtrot that, that was that that was the actual word I was thinking of but trying to keep family friendly here but um i said fox it, 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 it makes me wonder if is this the end of drm or or are they going to keep doing this to customers over and over and over again i don't think it's the end of drm i think drm um as a generality is a good idea but they took it way too far I, there, there's a right way and a wrong way to do drm um, unfortunately, the, the right way to do it is still piratable, is still crackable, um, but it doesn't step on everyone's toes. And I think well, time after t- time we've seen EA step on everyone's toes. We have well, talked, talked before about-, about the right way to go about discouraging piracy. 
give the customer more than what they expect, and they won't try and steal it. Okay? Yes, a bit of DRM on top of that as an added security measure, sure. Hey, make it make it just difficult enough and just enticing enough to go, look, you really don't want to go through that headache, and look what we want to give you if you just pay the money. People will do it. Versus, hey, you just paid us the money? Awesome. We're going to treat you just as bad as the people who didn't. Mm-hmm. Treat you worse. Yeah, yeah we're going to ban you. <laughs> that, so it's... it's- and, and what really kills me about this is like if EA has would just get the heads out of their rears and get the systems in place to make this this strange origin activation system work, this would have been a non-issue. It would have been the same totalitarian style of DRM, but no one would have noticed or cared. It's like if I mean, you're going to be this draconian, at least pony up the money to buy the servers that can handle it. And, and how many negative reviews are there on Amazon about this now? Um, oh, I don't know. It's been like an hour. Let me check. <laughs> <laughs> While he's checking uh, that, we want to know what everyone else thinks. Feedback at StolenDroids.com. Have you tried this? Have you tried to get on? What are your thoughts about DRM or always connected play? We want to know. Zoner, do you have that number? Or? Uh, the standard edition, 566 customer reviews. Of those, 495 are one star. Wow. Wow, EA is getting a major black eye from this, and wow. Unfortunately, in the end, they won't care, because EA never does. Well, they've already got your money. They're, they're like the yeah. Ferengi. Once you've got their money, never give it back. Yeah. And... Well, uh, oh, never mind. Uh, yeah, they've they've got the money. The game, it's if you've already tied it to your origin account, it can't be used by anybody anyways again ever. So you can't even bother to return it. So it's right. they 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 screwed everyone, and they're just laughing their way to the bank, which well, basically it, entices a lot of us to not buy their games anymore. Into our favorites. Um, we, we need to move on. Again, feedback at stolendroids.com. What are your thoughts on this? Uh, mine comes to us from my favorite band in the world, Bare Naked Ladies. Uh, I absolutely adore them. I love them. Always have. Uh, and science, which is just cool. Chris Hadfield, the commander at the ISS, the commander of the International Space Station, uh, he's a Canadian, and he and Bare Naked Ladies performed the first musical coordinated concert, I guess, from between space and Earth. They telecast... I don't even know how to describe this. They have a telepresence of Chris Hadfield playing guitar and singing along with Bare Naked Ladies and a glee choir, of all things. Uh, and it's this really awesome song called ISS, Is Somebody Singing? Uh, you should check it out. It's a pretty cool video. It's just cool how it's done. They have less lag there than we do on our Skype calls. I was going to say, they weren't using Skype, were they? No, no. He'd be wormholing like crazy, but it's pretty cool, and I was just geeking out when I saw it. Absolutely. Okay, my favorite this week uh, is probably the best interview I have ever seen ever in the history of interviews ever. Uh, Some BBC uh, radio guy, I think it was a radio guy, with um, Mila Kunis over in the UK as she was promoting the new Oz movie. Um, totally nervous, totally freaking out at the prospect of interviewing her. And she was probably the most cool person I have ever seen in an interview. Uh, she made the guy feel totally at ease to the point where he actually ends up asking her out. Uh, very cool. Give it, a, give it a check. All right. So my favorite this week, we talked about the games where basically you've got to jump through all these hoops just to play the stupid thing. You've got to play, play all this money just to play the stupid game. And then, of course, what's going to happen when uh, you can't do all this stuff? You're not playing a stupid game. Well, my favorite this week is a game that you can download and you can play for free. It's called The Button Affair. Essentially, you're, you're this uh, 1960s-style thief who's trying to, well, somewhat the 60s thief, who's basically trying to steal a big, gigantic diamond called The Button. And uh, it's got some humor in it. It is a scroller game. Basically, you're running from one side to the other. You're jumping and you're ducking. So if scroller games are not your favorite thing, um, 
maybe this won't be your cup of tea, but basically for free, it's enjoyable. And they're like, hey, if you enjoyed this, just shoot us a couple bucks. That's all we ask. Cool. Okay, uh, my favorite um, comes from a discovery I made today. Uh, I, I had to find a way to quickly edit a, uh, a PNG image, um, which is in fact the uh, the cover image of our Google Plus page now. Um, and I didn't have a photo editor installed on my computer, so what do I do? I go to Google, I type in uh, online photo image editor. Uh, or online image editor, and I, I found one called Pixlr, P-I-X-L-R dot com. Uh, they have an online photo editor that's that works a lot like how um, uh, like Photoshop 2 or PaintShop Pro 4. Um, how it works really well uh, as those did. I mean, those those are really old uh, photo editors, but for an online photo editor, this is this is packed with a lot of features that if you need need a, a an editor in a pinch this will do a lot for you so sweet always Check nice to see the web-based ones yeah all right well that is our show this week again feedback at stolen let us know how we're doing and what you might want to hear more of or what we uh, may have gotten wrong for you uh also thanks again to our friends trekradio.net kryptonradio.com stitcher.com and openbookaudio.com until next time cheers end of line One to beam up. Good day.